Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hi, thanks for joining me for episode 283 of Hippie Witch, Magic for a New Age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the kooky creatrix behind Kick-Ass Switch, putting the K in magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and all that good shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page, for this episode, back on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome! Welcome, my friends, to Saturn's Day Evening Post number five. It's official! This is a thing! We have passed the one month mark. We are on episode number five of this chatty ramble I've been doing every Saturn's Day. A pog, for those of you who heard the very first one. <laughs> And I'm so freaking excited right now because I'm wearing these really cool, super beautiful headphones and I can see myself in the mirror across from me, which I totally should not do because when I was trying to read the little intro that I read at the beginning of every episode, I was just going to like burst out with the giddy giggles because I'm really excited. I will tell you about these headphones. They are studio Regent White headphones, and if you follow me on Instagram, you might have seen a picture of me wearing them already, and I will tell you about those later, but I'm just very, very excited. It sounds different in my ears talking to you right now. Better. It sounds better. The other thing that I have to have to talk about immediately that also has me giddy and a little bit high is that I just saw The Post, the movie The Post, with my friend Amber, and... Ugh. Ugh. I love the high I get after seeing a perfect movie and audiences in, well, it probably depends on the theater, but certain audiences in Los Angeles make it even better because everybody laughs at the same time and cheers at the same time. We were in a packed theater and at a couple points, people actually started like clapping <laughs> during the movie and cheering, which I love. And this movie is a clapping and cheering kind of movie. It sounds like the most boring thing ever, unless you're a news junkie, uh, because it's about the Washington Post really coming to prominence, trying to compete with the New York Times during the outing of all the secrets and lies around Vietnam. And I know that doesn't sound like, whoa, what a fun movie going experience. But hello, Steven Spielberg directed it. So he's so masterful. It's really, really exciting. The theater was packed and we were all feeling it. You could feel that we were all feeling it. And I just love it. I love this movie. And it's so timely. If you, if you know a journalist, please thank them or give them a hug. Or if you follow them on Twitter, thank you. Because modern day journalism is a little bit under attack, maybe a lot under attack. And, and real investigative journalism, it's for you. It's not fake news. These people are risking their livelihoods, their safety, and in some cases, their lives 
to to protect you and to bring you the truth. They're, they serve the people. So this movie got me all fired up about that too. <laughs> I was like, ah! Uh, and then when it opens, it, I mean, seconds into the movie, you see these young, young, young men putting... Uh, what is it, like camouflage paint on their face? I don't know the name of it, but it's like grease paint to camouflage them in the forest because they're getting ready to go in to whatever, to do battle in Vietnam. And obviously it's a period piece. But just watching these young men put the paint on their face before anything happened in the movie, we were seconds into it, and I was like so upset for them and their families that, they risked their lives. They gave their lives for a lie. And so that certain people could could say that we weren't defeated. You know, like it went on years and years and years and years. So some people could save face. It was extraordinary. <laughs> it was extraordinary. Uh, but the movie leaves you definitely feeling uplifted. It's a hopeful movie. So... I don't know. What 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 is this? What is this weekly podcast? It's going to turn into me talking about books and movies and TV shows I love because that's what I do with my spare time. That's what I am in love with. And having said that, I'm very sad to report that I finished the last episode of The Marvelous Mrs. Mizell in the bathtub one day this week. And I didn't know it was going to be the last episode. But this particular episode ended so perfectly and tied everything up so well. I was like, this is the last one, isn't it? Damn it. And it was. <laughs> it was. Oh, my God. That show's so good. It deserves to be winning the awards that it's winning. It's very fresh and unique. And uh, so then I decided to start Glow in my bath last night. My, I, my bath my bathtub. I take like these mineral baths with like magnesium salts in them and stuff. And they have to be scalding, scalding, scalding hot. And I light candles. And then I guess I like it hot because I have hot, hot, hot water. And then I drink like hot tea <laughs> with my candles burning. And then I set my computer on the hamper facing the bathtub. And I watch an hour of something. So that is how I made it through Mrs. Mizell in the bathtub. And then I went to take a bath yesterday, and I was like, what am I going to do now that there's no Mrs. Mizell? But there's all these TV shows I haven't seen that people rave about. And since I was talking to you last week about Glow and Allison Brie, I was like, I guess I'll check Glow out. And... uh. I had that thing with, with Glow, too, where, like, in the first couple seconds, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to love this, because I didn't know it was, I didn't know it was a period piece. I didn't know it was totally 80s, and it just took, I grew up in the 80s, and I have lots of 80s memories, <laughs> just the music it started with, uh, what was the song? Shooting at the walls of heartache, bang, bang. Is that how the lyrics go? Something like that. I am the warrior. I think I'm totally screwing it up. But it was like, what is happening? Like, this is a song you just don't hear on the radio <laughs> very often. And then they had, like, aerobics back in the day was, like, the thing. People would wear, like, headbands and Olivia, Olivia Newton-John style outfits and... um the gym, like the locker room in the gym is painted like these crazy Miami, like bright 
pastel colors, which things were in the 80s. And uh, the thing that made me laugh was the leotards. It was kind of like before G-strings were a thing, but like they had those super high legs. So basically like they hiked it up their butts. So it looked like a G-string that was just kind of like bunchy at the top. (laughs) And it reminded me of when I was a kid with my cousins and my sister like swimming in our pool. We would uh, we would do that. I don't know how to say this in a nice way. We would hike our bathing suits up the crack of our butts and <laughs> and go solid gold because solid gold was this like dance show on TV and it was the only time it was the first time we had seen anybody do that and because we were little kids we thought that was the most hilarious thing in the world so of course we had to reenact that. <laughs> uh, and I will say, I don't know, though. That was my first impression of Glow. But I, after two episodes, I don't know if it's going to be a favorite. So I, I don't know. I don't know if I care about the people, the the characters. I, the 80s stuff is really, really fun. I'm not really into wrestling, and it's it's a show about women wrestling. I did not know that Glow was a thing, and I can't remember. Yes, I can. It's... Wait, can I? Glow, G-L-O-W. Ladies of wrestling. What's the first word? Something. Glamorous ladies of wrestling? Something like that. It was a real thing. These are these characters are not real people. These are made up characters, but it's a fairly historical thing that happened that they're depicting in uh just with made up characters. But I did not know that was a real thing either. Um until I used a hashtag on Twitter of glow. And then I clicked on it to see what other people were saying. And I was like, Oh, no kidding. That's a thing. So apparently that's a thing. And Alison Brie, who is the star of glow, as far as I can tell two episodes in was also in the post. And I was so happy for her because I know her as Trudy from Mad Men. And and now she seems to have her own TV show, or she's one of the main characters in Glow. Um, but she also got to have some really good scenes in the post with Meryl Streep. And that is every actor's dream, is to get to act with Meryl Streep, I'm pretty sure. So that was awesome, too. I was happy for her. <laughs> I, have to, I have to live vicariously, because I just love the Hollywood stuff, the movies and all of that. And then speaking of of movie magic, I have some very sad news to report to you. And I'm sorry if I got anybody's hopes up out there, but I heard from the wand keeper that I'm supposed to be interviewing for Tuesday's episode. Uh, Apparently, she is going to get in big trouble if she comes on and talks about being a wand keeper at the Wizarding World. And originally she had said she could only do it anonymously, that she can't say her name. But if we just call her the wand keeper, it would be OK. So I love Harry Potter, everything and and magic and all of that. So I was like, yay! So I couldn't wait to tell you guys, but maybe I shouldn't have jumped the gun because uh when I wrote to her to be like, okay, let's schedule this thing. Let's, let's do this. She's like, I'm so sorry, but somebody at my work just got in trouble for, I don't know what they did. Some, they did something publicly talking about being a wand keeper. And she's like, and now I'm afraid. And I'm like, 
I'm not going to risk your job for my podcast. <laughs> it's not that serious. I mean, I would love, I would love to have a wand keeper on the show from Harry Potter. And that's such a special part of going to the wizarding world is like, the wand picks the wizard and they do this whole ceremony. It was so freaking cute. Tanner wasn't even, my son, when we went, was not even the one chosen to to have the wand pick the wizard. We had to buy our wand uh, just in the shop like everybody else. But he got such a huge kick out of being in that ceremony and he totally believed it was real. <laughs> he, was, he thought the whole thing was real, like the special effects that, that happened when they're testing the different wands and like a light explodes or or uh boxes fall off the shelves he was amazed and then when we got the wand you can walk around the wizarding world i know i've already talked about this but i love it so i'm talking about it again when you walk around the wizarding world which we did here we did uh hollywood universal there are certain windows. You get a map with your wand if you get an interactive wand, which we did, and you can go around to the different windows and it'll tell you the spell, like the hand motion you need to do and the word you have to say to make magic happen in the window. And so you stand there trying to move your hand in the exact same way, saying the spell, and if you do it right, like a little animation, things come alive in the window. And Tanner was so amazed, and we spent a lot of time doing that. And then when we went, he loves owls, and uh, we went to the owlery, the owl post, and they have these big animatronic owls, like, way up high, and he was trying to use his wand to get the owls to come down so he could pet them. (laughs) And it was adorable! And then the other night, that happened this summer, and then the other night we were watching uh, HBO has the entire series right now. If you have HBO, DVR that shit, man, and you will have the entire series on your TV to watch whenever you want, which I think is awesome because we had to pay for it when we watched. And sometimes I'd have to pay for a movie twice because if you don't watch it within 24 hours you have to rebuy it so I was so happy that we have the whole series now for free (laughs) we were watching Chamber of Secrets the second one and all of a sudden Tanner goes where's our wand and I I said it's up there so he got the wand out of the box and then he stood on the couch and uh, with his wand what was he trying to do? He had his golf ball in his hand and he was trying to make the golf ball do something. And I can't remember what, but he was so determined. It was so cute watching him. Like he's such a believer and I don't want to ruin it for him. He believes in Santa Claus too. Like fully Santa comes to our house every Christmas Eve and I will not ruin that for him because it's adorable and he gets so much joy out of it. So there is that. And if you've never heard an episode of Saturn's Day Evening Post, this is what it is. So it might not be for you. <laughs> I just sit here and chat. I just chat. It's not really a teachable anything at all. Um, let, oh, let me tell you about my headphones too, because I'm really excited about this. I am breaking the seal on the monetization of things. I, I don't know. This happened spontaneously I will say (laughs) I get a lot of companies emailing me 
wanting to send me stuff to promote. And I always say no, or if it's way off base, like just you can tell they're just sending this out to everybody and it's not specific to me. I just ignore it. And, um, and then some people just send me stuff with even, without even asking me if I'm interested, which I don't think is a good idea because I'm not ever interested. Uh, and it just seems like a waste of money for them. Um, so if you're a company who does that, you should probably always ask. But one day, I got an email from this company called, it's this Swedish company called Studio, like studio without the T, Studio. And I opened the email. I don't know what my vibe was that day or what, but I knew reading the email, I just had an intuition about it. They said, um, do you want to try out our headphones? And if you like them, our headphones or our earbuds, and if you like them, uh, share them with your people. And I knew before I even clicked on a link or anything, I just had a feeling of, yes, I do. I don't know why, but I do. And then I clicked on the link and I was like, hell yes, send them to me. (laughs) I was like, please. They're so pretty. I'm not going to lie. I said yes, because they're so pretty. Mine are white with gold. They're called the Regent white, and I got headphones instead of earbuds uh, because I use headphones to record the, the podcast, and I just fell in love with them, and I couldn't wait for them to get here. <laughs> I was so excited. I, like, stalked them on the internet to see what other people were saying, which got me even more exciting because I truthful, I'm going to be truthful about this. I super girly just wanted them because they were pretty. They're gorgeous, and Uh, But it was exciting. I watched some videos um, of people that were reviewing them and they were talking about how amazing the audio is. And I was like, cool, then I won't I won't be a total dork to you people who are really into audio (laughs) and sound quality and all of that. Um, And apparently that's kind of the mission I didn't know at the time, but that's the mission of Studio is they wanted to bridge the gap between, you know, there are companies that make really fashionable, pretty headphones, but then those companies don't tend to have good sound quality. And then there's high tech companies that make headphones that just focus on the sound, but they end up being really bulky and not that great to look at. So their whole motto is we're bridging the gap and we're going to make these really pretty modern Scandinavian designed, beautiful headphones. And when they came to my house, I just about died. The packaging is so beautiful. It's like buying really, really high end Have you ever bought a piece of really high-end makeup and the packaging is just crazy good? Or MAC, like MAC products. The packaging is so nice. It's like the box is so thick. And then I'm talking about the headphones. And it comes in this beautiful white box. And then there's this little black ribbon pull. And you pull it out like a drawer. And your headphones are in there. Mine are so pretty. And I was like, this is gorgeous. I almost did an unboxing on video, but I I was too excited. I couldn't control myself. So I unboxed it alone. (laughs) And then I took a picture of myself for Instagram um, because how can I talk about it without showing them? So 
that was just, they didn't ask me to do that. I just wanted to do that because they're gorgeous. And I got a little freaked out when I first ordered it because apparently I did not read well enough their website, but these are Bluetooth headphones and I am not technologically inclined and I don't know how to use Bluetooth. I have never used Bluetooth in my life. And I was like, oh no, they sent me these headphones and now I'm either going to have to send them back or just tell them like, I can't promote this because I can't use them because I don't know how to use Bluetooth or I'm just going to have to figure it out. But for the podcast, I have to plug in to my microphone. Uh, and I was like, darn it. And I kept digging through the box. And, and then in a box inside the box had a cord and a plug. Uh, is it an auxiliary cord? I believe it's called. So people, if you're like me, if you're part of the Stone Age, or you do a podcast where you literally have to plug into a microphone, you can't do it Bluetooth style. It comes with a cord. So I was very excited about that. I feel like I should test it out. I bought myself a record player for Christmas that I love, this cute little retro-style turntable, and it supposedly is Bluetooth. Can See, I don't even know how to talk about Bluetooth because I really I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know how it works. But this turntable has Bluetooth capabilities, let's say. <laughs> so I feel like... I should probably try to figure out how to use the headphones with Bluetooth and then I could test that out with my turntable and then I could tell you what it's like that way too because I have no idea <laughs> um, what to tell you about that because I've never used Bluetooth before. So, uh, but if any of you, if you like go to my Instagram and you like these and I will, the picture that I used on Instagram, I'm going to use to promote today's episode. So it'll be on Facebook and my blog and on Twitter. If you like them, they gave me a discount for you. And it's uh, for any purchase in their store, you get 15% off. And this is this is another reason to love this company. The code that they made us is which 15 <laughs> Which 15? I don't know if you have to put it in all caps, but that's how they wrote it to me. Which 15? And I just love that because sometimes when companies contact me, I'm like, do they know that like they're approaching a witch about this stuff? And apparently this company does because that's that's the little code they gave me. So I will put that link in all the show notes. So if you guys want to get a discount, you can. And they do free worldwide shipping, which I love. That is a deal break for, breaker for some. I have filled many, many shopping carts, especially with like clothes or makeup, only to find out that the shipping is going to add like 30 bucks or something onto it. And then I just bail. I, I hate when that happens. Or I will end up if they're like, spend $50 and you get free shipping, I'll end up being like, okay, what else can I buy to get the free shipping? <laughs> Which is very tricky, but I fall for it. I do fall for it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so that is it. My lovely Studio Regent White headphones. I guess I'll give them a more formal plug on Tuesday because... On Tuesday, since I'm not going to be interviewing the Wand Keeper... I'm going to be answering more of your Q&A questions because there's a ton of them and I've only done one episode so far. So I feel like I need to do that anyway. And that fits into this month's theme of tribe, 
we are a tribe. I think you're part of my tribe. That's how I feel about it. So many of you have written to me like your personal stories. And I always feel like, wow, like kindred spirits. There's so many of us that have so much in common. And I feel a connection to so many of your stories and who you are and people that I've gotten to know on social media and behind the scenes and on coaching calls. To me, it feels very tribe-like. So it feels appropriate to go back into that survey and answer some of your questions because you deserve to be answered. I asked you to fill out the survey, you filled out the survey, and then I left you hanging. So maybe this was all meant to be with the wand keeper not being able to do the podcast because I definitely owe you. It's going to be more than one episode, <laughs> but I'll at least get another one done. There are so many uh, questions came in. <laughs> But we'll at least get to five or six of them because you know me, I like to ramble and I like to take my time answering questions. So we'll just drag this out maybe all year. Who knows? I also am very happy to announce that my friend Tara Incognito, Tara, T-A-R-A, Incognito. She did not ask me to do this. She might be really embarrassed to know that I'm doing this. I have no idea, but I'm so happy she's back on YouTube. She went away for a while. I know she's super busy. She owns her own business. Um, but she's she reminds me of back when like witchy YouTube was was still kind of new and was still such a thing. She talks about She's a witch who owns a company. I don't know if she wants me to publicly say the two. I'm not sure. She has a company where she, it's a tax company. She does people's taxes. So it's so such an interesting juxtaposition uh, because she's got this analytical brainy tax. She like knows all about tax stuff. You can ask her tax, tax questions and she'll have the answer for you. Like she's got that kind of brain but that she's into all this witchy stuff. And she said something in, um, she's made a couple videos since she came back, but in one video, she was talking about losing a pet, and she had recently lost her, her mom, but losing her pet was the focus of this video. And she said something that really hit me, and I'm totally going to mess it up because it was several days ago that I saw it, but she said something about how as witches, the power we wield is wisdom. And it was in the context of should she put her pet down or not because it was a beloved pet that she had a connection to, and in coming to the decision to finally put her pet down, she came to this realization that it's a power that we wield it is wisdom. And the word which literally etymologically derives from wisdom and wise, it means wise. And she said, every decision we make has consequences and there is no going back. And how her and her husband, when they were at the doctor's office, like putting their pet to sleep, how shocking it was that like, wow, there's no going back on this, is there? Like this just happened. And it was a really powerful message. 
And a very mature realization to be like, you know, every single decision that we make, and when you make a true decision, you are cutting yourself off from every other option. Like a decision is done. Every decision we make has consequences, cause and effect, and there's no going back. And think about the power in that, right? Like when you do that with full awareness and intention, it's so powerful. And it felt to me very Saturnian because Saturn is so much about facing the realities of life and the limits of time, our own mortality. And what are you going to do with the time you have? I'm certain she did not mean to get into Saturn with all of this, but that's where my mind went. And it also went there. um, God help me when I finally sit down to do the next I do something called the Weekly Witch Review on my blog, if you've never seen it. And there hasn't been one since before the holidays. And I have been collecting so many articles because that's how the Weekly Witch Review happens. I just, you know, through my social media adventures or visiting favorite news sites or, or blogs, I just collect links all week long. And then I share it with everybody at the end of the week. But because this has been going on since before Christmas... I think the last one I did was mid-December. I have so much. I'm like, what the hell? This is either going to be the longest witch review that ever happened. I'm going to have to break it up into pieces or I'm just going to have to get super discerning with the editing so I don't overwhelm everybody. (laughs) But one thing I know for sure that I'm going to share is this article that um, Matt Oren, I think that's how you say his name. I think it's M-A-T just one T, and then A-U-R-Y-N. I hope I'm getting that right. But he writes for a website called, man, I don't know. It's weird when you read things and and then you go to say them out loud. I'm like, damn, I hope I'm saying this correctly. Pathios? Pathios? He wrote this article. I will for sure be putting the link in the next Witch Review whenever that is going to happen. But about how he met the devil. It's fascinating. It's very challenging as his writing is. He like really leads, leans into breaking the mold. Like he's a person that really challenges my thinking when I read his articles. And this one did. And again, this is not an article about Saturn at all, but I associate Saturn with the devil because Saturn and Satan etymologically are related. And a lot of people do associate Saturn with Satan. And I believe that is because in part Saturn is about the material realm and the limits of time. And I think it frightens people. Their mortality scares people. And we spend a lot of time avoiding that reality for ourselves. And, you know, we distract ourselves from that fact and we end up wasting a lot of time. That's the tragedy of that is we waste the precious hours of our lives being in denial and doing stupid shit that that is unimportant and is not fulfilling. (laughs) uh, So as much as people fear Saturn, I think he's a very good friend. So as I was reading this, this article, long piece that he wrote on meeting the devil, I kept thinking about that. And I won't spoil the, the post for you because the article, that's not It's not about Saturn, but that's what I kept thinking about. He wanted to meet the horned god. And then he kind of freaked himself out and got scared when something 
a, a vision of some kind of entity showed up to him and it really challenged him in a surprising way and brought him up, brought him back to his childhood and his fear of the devil and all of that. And then I got afraid when I was reading it, like, if I share this in the witch review and my family sees this, they're going to call me a devil worshiper. And I guess there's a part of me that still doesn't want to be called a devil worshiper. <laughs> so... I'm like, now I have to share it. Like, once I have a thought like that, I will push past it because I'm all about expansion and growth and challenging myself that way. Um, but that article got me so fired up. I, I did some reading online again about Saturn. It never ends with me. I just, it's hard for me to imagine the day when I'm going to be done with this. Because when I first started working with Saturn, I thought I would be done with it. I don't know, like I, that I would be into it for like a summer, maybe to the end of the year. <laughs> it just kept going on and on and on. I started, I'm not great with dates, late spring, early summer, 2000, 2016. And I'm still, I feel like I'm just getting started. Like there's just always something new to learn. So I best busted my book out of uh, Liz Green's book, Saturn, A New Look at an Old Devil. The cover is so cool. And it's a book from the 70s that I've talked about before. But I ended up dragging a quote out of this book and posting it on Twitter and then cutting and pasting it, putting it on this little file in front of me here so I'd remember to read it to you too. And then I also found another thing I got to read to you with my reading glasses because I did not write it down. It's in the book. But um, she says, Liz Green of Saturn, it is possible that each delay, disappointment, or fear may be utilized as a means for greater insight into the mysterious mechanisms of the psyche, and that through these experiences, we may gradually learn to perceive the meaning of our own lives. And I can say, as a 44-year-old woman, that is so true. <laughs> it's so true. And... That really starts happening when you start getting real, which I think Saturn is about. It's like about getting real with yourself and facing fear is the first thing I had to deal with when I was dealing with Saturn because it scared me, like facing the time, fa facing time, like Saturn is father time. And when I really got into dealing with that, it was frightening to me. It really brought up why I procrastinate on certain things, what I'm doing with my time, and is it really meaningful? And if it's not, like, why am I doing this? And it really takes you on this journey into your psyche. If you're going to be very, very real with yourself, which Saturn invites you to do, you have to confront some shit that you are doing that's not that cool. <laughs> and so that was kind of my first thing, was, like, confronting fear. And then this other thing that I brought, uh, drug the book out for is, let's see... Okay, so this is at the end of the book, and she says, of the Saturnian path, let's say. I'm kind of putting words in her mouth because the sentence starts with his path, but she's talking about the Saturnian path is not that of the martyr or the disciplinarian, but instead contains the seeds of joy. 
His lineage is ancient and impeccable, and his associations in the world of myth, religion, folklore, and fairy tale are innumerable and varied, yet always colored by the idea that instead of running away from the devil, if one goes up and kisses him on the lips, he becomes the sun. That totally ties in with what Matt Oren is saying in this article. And it is bold. And uh, it is a complete synchronicity. I don't want to say coincidence because I feel like it was a little bit guided that I just flipped to the end of this book and read that paragraph and was like, I'm going to read this outline. It's out loud. It so ties in. And it's another thing to say that You know, Saturn isn't considered joyful. So that's what first got my attention because she said that that path contains the seeds of joy. And I've been thinking, is it just so ironic that my word of 2018 is joy? And I've been lifting up every part of my life, friendships, business decisions, projects, not just the clutter in my life. And I've been asking, like, does this spark joy? Which is something I got, I say clutter, because it's something I got for Marie Kondo, the the life-changing magic of tidying up. That's the question she has you ask of all your junk when you're decluttering. Like, does this spark joy? And in working with the word joy, I just started holding up all the different aspects of my life and saying, does this spark joy? Does this spark joy? When I find myself getting worked up about something, I can ask that question. And then it gives me sort of a clarity on what to do about it. If it's like, no, actually, this doesn't spark joy. So is it necessary? Is it necessary to my life or can I let this go? Very interesting line of questioning. But uh, I was just laughing the other day, like how weird that I'm working so intensely and closely with Saturn and then joy is my word. Like these seem to be two contradictory things. And then I read that in Liz Green's book and I was like, hey, now, hey, now, I totally see how these two things can work together. <laughs> they can totally work together. Uh, and then one one other thing that I that this is not a great quote. It's from a website called Cool Cosmos, but it's just very like straight up, just a fact about Saturn. Um, but it sparked an idea in my head, and it it it's this the, on this website, Cool Cosmos. It says Saturn was named after the Roman god of agriculture. According to myth, Saturn introduced agriculture to his people by teaching them how to farm the land. Saturn was also the Roman god of time, and this is perhaps why the slowest uh, planet in orbit around the sun, or excuse me, this is perhaps why the slowest in orbit around the sun of the five bright planets was named after him. So I know Saturn's father time, I know that he was a god of agriculture, but sometimes I can know things for a very long time before I know them and before it really hits me in a meaningful way. And when I was reading that he's he was the Roman god of agriculture, uh, the god that they named the planet Saturn after, and that he introduced agriculture to his people by teaching them how to farm the land, it just clicked with me. And I was like, oh my God, this is what it's like to work with Saturn in your life. It's 
He's a god of witches. Saturn is the god of witches because he's teaching you how to take the raw material of your life and to work with nature and time, the natural elements, but to like farm it and utilize it and use it in an intentional way. It, you know, to manifest what you want using what's already there. And that he taught them to do that with the land is such a good metaphor for what it's like to work with him. Because when you start start looking at the raw material of your life, the resources you have, your time, your money, the material possessions around you and what you can do with it, and uh, you start kind of to become the farmer of your own life. And uh, so I just thought that was so cool. Um, and then... I have to say, too, right, this is the last thing I will say before I let you go, because, again, this is going to end up going up late. I see it's 549 right now. I just get talking, and I can't stop. Uh, I read, I haven't looked at my iTunes review since I asked if you would leave me iTunes reviews, and there are tons, and I'm like, wow, and they're so nice. Thank you so much to all of you who left me reviews. They're amazing. One of you said that I'm your Beyonce and you ended with mic drop and I just about died. I definitely shouted out loud when I read that. <laughs> so thank you. That is so cool. Um, but the last one is thankfully this person left me a five star review, which I'm really appreciative. But she was saying the audio quality is very inconsistent. And can I please fix that? I apologize. I don't know if you left that review after the interview I did with Chris and Joey, maybe so. That was, we did that on Zoom last minute in a panic, and the audio quality is horrible. And I know the audio quality can be inconsistent here sometimes, but again, I'm not very technologically inclined, but I hear you. And I'm working on it. Thank you so much for saying that and not leaving me a shitty review to go with it. <laughs> I really appreciate it. I always welcome your guys' feedback. And that's that's the most fun thing about doing this is that I hear from you all. And um, and I, I don't have pride around things like that. I want to make the show as good as possible for you as I possibly can. So thank you for leaving that review. I really appreciate it. And that's it. That's it. I have to hurry and get this up as soon as possible. So probably by 630 it will be up. But um, I hope you all are enjoying your weekend. And until we meet again, much love to you. Peace.